Welcome to Playing Yourself, The Rhetoric of Games, a podcast series produced by students in David Morgan's Play, Make, Write, Think class at Emory University. If, as Bernard Suit says, a game is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles, then why do games continue to captivate our time, attention, and disposable income? In each episode, we choose one game to play with a critical eye, analyzing its rhetorical situation, the sorts of obstacles it creates, the types of decisions players make in playing, the values or ways of thinking the game encourages, and the impact the game has. We'll pay attention to the medium of games, as well as their messages. And ultimately, we come to the question, when playing a game, are you playing the game, or are you playing yourself? This is the sound you hear. Come April 1st, college decisions have flooded your email inbox, and you are now opening letter after letter to see if you've been rejected, denied, waitlisted, accepted, or put on a scholarship program. It's a very stressful time for many people. We all know going to college is the next step after high school. However, what are the values that this process promotes? Are they good, bad, somewhere in the middle? Who knows? We're going to be discussing that in today's episode. Welcome to the 11th episode of Playing Yourself. For this episode, I, Justin Satchmajan, aka Curious George, will be the producer, and Aditya will be the assistant producer in today's episode. We're going to analyze the values which the college admission process promotes and its effects on the adolescent behavior that will stick with us for the rest of our lives. As Mark Twain said, Find a job you enjoy doing, and you will never have to work a day in your life. Throughout my entire life, I was told by my parents, counselors, relatives, about how enjoying my work is the most important part of living a good, happy life. However, the current college admissions process doesn't allow students, like most of us, to actually follow what we have been told this entire time. As students, we only focus on the things which can get us into a good college. For example, Many of us join clubs which, which can make our resumes look prettier rather than joining clubs which we enjoy and are really interested in. We spend most of our high school life crossing out the checklists rather than enjoying the things we do. This has an effect on our behavior in college, which Justin and I will now explore. We always are just focusing on what's next in our lives, never enjoying the moment. For example, in high school, getting into college, in college, we're focused on grad school or prospective jobs. Because of this, we never do what the true purpose of these places are, but rather try to gain the system and pass each challenge to one day reach the finish line victorious. Something I did to help reach the finish line victorious was I joined my high school's physics club. I was told my freshman year that I should join this club as it would help prepare me for my physics class in 11th grade. I had no interest in physics, and I still don't have an interest in physics. The reason I joined this club was to earn extra brownie points with the teacher who was running the club. And this did help, however, I missed out on opportunities of other clubs that I actually enjoyed doing. One of those clubs I could have joined was visiting our local animal shelter, which would have been great because I actually enjoy doing that activity. So while discussing this issue with our English professor, Dr. Morgan, he told us a really interesting story about his guitar instructor who was approached by many high school students who wanted to learn playing the guitar because only recently Georgia Tech had released that they were sort of looking for musicians in their next fall class. 
So although the instructor's schedule was booked out, his students were showcasing average performance because it was something which was forced upon them. This is exactly what happens when we end up participating in activities just to check them off so that one could reach the next stage. Mediocracy precedes excellence. So this kind of mentality trickles down to our behavior in college as well, which Justin will now explore. Something that many students do when choosing their classes in high school is they stay away from classes that are called GPA killers or GPA herders because they want to take an easy class or make sure that they can get the easy A. Because when applying to schools, the first thing that they're going to look at is your standardized test score alongside your GPA. And if you know if your GPA isn't up to muster, even if you took all these hard classes like computer science and classes such as those, if your GPA isn't high enough, your application almost immediately is going to be going in the trash. While many colleges like to say they have a holistic review, one of the first things that they have to look at is the number that's assigned to each application. And those numbers are assigned throughout the four years of high school, as well as their standardized test score. This has us focus less on getting our education, what's so important, and actually why we're in high school and college. And it has us focus on just keeping up a good GPA, even when the GPA is not really what matters. Someone who has a 4.0 GPA for taking classes that are ridiculous and aren't really useful for whatever they are actually interested in or plan to do with their life is not the point of college or high school or any education system for that matter. It's about getting an education and that's why we call it an educational system. Thus, concentrating so heavily on grades since high school creates a mindset among college students to choose classes which they're comfortable taking and don't have to much don't have to work much to get a good grade in. For example, many students choose to study a language with the which they're already familiar with rather than discovering other languages and cultures. Hence, the GER system, which intends to promote a holistic educational experience, actually fails just because of the mentality imposed on students by the rigorous college admission pr admissions process. We've been trained to only look at the numbers, from our GPAs to our standardized test scores. And because of this, we have lost some of our common sense when choosing what's important to us. For example, a top university, Harvard, which is located in Cambridge, is the direct center of a city. Some people are not meant for cities, they don't like the traffic, the busy streets, and all that comes with the city. For some students, while their GPA is excellent, a smaller school in a different area of the country, which is much quieter and more relaxed, might be for them. For some, Cambridge might even be too relaxing, and they might need a school like NYU, which is really located one of the busiest cities in the whole world. So, the way that admissions counselors have become married to the idea of having extremely high GPAs and ACT scores, we have become married to the idea of getting into a top university with a ranking near the top. It's not all about the rankings, it's about fit. And something that we often forget is fit is more important sometimes than what a number says just based off U.S. News or Forbes magazine rankings. So the point which Justin is trying to bring home is that our decision to go to one particular college should not be based on rankings because most of the times these rankings are often flawed and are based on only quantitative factors. 
The holistic college experience which all of us are looking for cannot be achieved if we focus merely on these quantitative factors. We need to include our personal choices, interests and all of the other factors which could possibly help us achieve the experience which we are looking for. I would now like to take a moment to stop and interview a peer of ours at Emory University. He's a first year student and we're going to ask him how his education in high school was impacted knowing about the college admissions process from a young age. Sure, well thanks for having me guys. Yeah, so a little bit about my experience. My mom was a college counselor, or is rather, and so she started my college search and my whole overall high school experience um, when I was, you know, my first year in high school. Um, and one thing she had me do was immerse myself completely in the school and in clubs and different activities to try and heighten my resume. Um, so, for example, I participated in several clubs throughout high school that personally I wasn't that interested in just so I could, you know, put them on my college resume. So we see Adrian suffered with the same issues that many of us do as well. We buy into the system of doing things we don't really love to do. As Mark Twain puts it, you have to do something you love and you would never work a day in your life. It's very important to remember that, but it's very hard to stick to it. In conclusion, we have to stop caring so much about what comes next in our life. We need to truly enjoy our time in high school. It's a time where we've finished going through puberty. And we need to really assess in our lives what's important to us, find what we truly enjoy to do, and we need to continue to find what we enjoy to do in college. Our process is not finished. We're still growing adults. Even if it hurts that final number at the end of the day, it might as well be worth it because finding something you love would mean you would never have to lose out in time ever again. Henceforth, we just want to convey a message which broadens any student's horizon and helps them to maximize their college experience by learning new interesting things which they essentially love because if you love it, you will be truly a student for life. We want to take this time to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's the second episode Mario and I have worked on together. We thank you for your time and encourage you to listen to many of our classes' other episodes. Thank you.